You're listening to Pure Fandom's Marvel Podcast. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another Pure Fandom Podcast. Uh, this is our Marvel Movie MCU Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Liz Prue. I am joined by my amazing co-host and amazing brother, Patrick. Hey, happy to be back. Holla, and we are joined by another frequent co-host, Patrick's brother-in-law, my husband, North Central Swim Team oh, geez. legend, Purdue Swim <laughs> Team Captain 1982, Eric Prue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it wasn't 1983, all right? You're welcome. That's an important year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. Well, uh, we are here not to talk about Eric's glory days, but to talk about the glory <laughs> of Thanos. Thanos. Uh, just to warn everyone listening to this, a couple of things. If you haven't seen Infinity War yet, get off your lazy ass and go watch the movie, then come listen to this podcast, because we are discussing what the following MCU films will have to do with Infinity War Part 2 slash Avengers 4, whatever you want to call it. I'm just calling it Infinity War Part 2. Avengers 4 just seems kind of confusing. Yeah, Part 2 is definitely better. Okay. Yeah, we'll just say Part 2 to a breathe. Okay. Oh, you a breathe... That was nice. Yeah, see, um, see what you did there. Oh, we yeah. see what you did there. <laughs> and uh, just kind of breaking down what happened because that'll play into a lot of the different theories that we've all come up with. Uh, but first to start, I would like to ask what you would grade Avengers Infinity War and what you thought about it overall. One of you. take. I'll go to my co-host first, Patrick. I would give it a 12 out of 10. Damn. I thought it was wow. Awesome. I just love the fact that, like, it, it certainly as you've seen the Marvel movies as they've gone along, I just love that it was dark. Too. I mean, I, I like the, the one-liners and the, um, you know, the comedy and stuff, but the fact that it was dark and gritty and, I mean, because it was, you know, doomsday. It's like it shouldn't be like a lighthearted, you know, even Ragnarok kind of tone. They went so, there. Yeah, they went there. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, and I love that they, it was pretty much just like a Thanos movie. You know, yes, which was, was bold. It was bold because at first I was kind of like, I don't know, I want to see more of, you know, like the OG Avengers. Yeah, but um, it it honestly, he's a fascinating character, and I'm hoping that I'd like to see like a prequel or the upbringing of Thanos, like you know, solo absolutely. Movie. You know, I just think there's a lot of history there, and I just think he's a fascinating character. But I thought they knocked totally. out the part. Character development was great. The build up to it, I mean, and it's hard too. There was so much hype for this movie. Mm-hmm. And it just it kicked ass. Josh Brolin was a perfect cast as well, I think. Yeah, he was excellent. And I think, um, uh, and I know, I swear we'll get to you, Eric, um, <laughs> but I want to piggyback off what he said. I What I think was great was that, um, I know you're actually going to say this, so I'm sorry. The CGI. Yes. Go ahead. Just what you like? About, <laughs> what you like about the movie? Go ahead. Keep going, because we can keep the discussion going. Well, I, I I also thought that Thanos was an incredible character and and a relatable villain, which is very hard to do nowadays, especially in the Marvel universe. There have been some shitty villains over the years. You almost empathize with him. You relate because he he justifies what he's doing logically, and obviously he was raised and with this idea that. You need to create balance in the universe in order for it to thrive, which I loved that he always had this positive spin on what he was doing, and which is the nature of all villains, right? Where if you, all good villains, oh yeah, all good, all good villains, and then of course the CGI. I mean, it, he looked like a fucking person, <laughs> you know, like they got up and close and personal, and you could see the pores on his face, you could see his expressions, you could see. Everything was just very, very well done, I thought. And and obviously the scene with the Soul Stone and how it got the Soul Stone was very relatable and emotional, but that that can be a very contrived scenario in a lot of cases. So how, how I'm curious, how was that scene relatable to you personally? Because we have a daughter, and I just don't, <laughs> I, you know, I just want to unpack that a little bit. This took a turn. Well, I, hey, I didn't, I didn't say it was relatable. That is not what I said. I think he actually said it was relatable. Not that scene. 
I said it was, it uh, could have felt very contrived. In in a lot of cases, you know, we some, are we're recording the... so, <laughs> something, something <laughs> like that, something like that to where a meant. villain has to go through that. It can feel like, hey, we're trying to personify this villain, right? And Thanos, it's like the whole movie. They were kind of made a made an effort to humanize him a little bit. I, I'm teasing, by the way. I know yes. what you meant. Yes. Um. No, I love that as well. I think like Thanos is what Apocalypse should have been in X Men Apocalypse. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that, that movie. I just trying to actually it was funny because a couple of my uh, players and my girls tennis team are into Marvel, mm-hmm. and one of the girls the other day was like, "I haven't seen X Men Apocalypse." I'm like, "You don't need to. Like, just don't." Yeah. Put well, that one and they're on the... they're even like the same color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're both blue, and <laughs> but you know Thanos's one liners were way better, and also he had a real purpose. Apocalypse was just like trying to destroy shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Stupid. And he, yeah, he was just. I agree with, with you. Twelve out of ten. I thought it was awesome. I it was funny. I was reading the reviews, and I forget where this was from, but someone said, and not in a positive way, as in more of a critique, a negative critique. The movie was made for the fans. Well, Boo. no shit. Yeah, that's why would pay you pay for tickets and yeah, like yeah. people been watching the MCU. There's reasons called the MCU because it's a universe that took ten years to build, and yeah. that's what this movie showed. Like if you went to the movie having not seen any of the MCU films and thought, you know what, that didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Well, <laughs> maybe you should have watched the first gazillion movies before that. And one one thing I one review I read called the the narrative sprawling, um, and I was sort of like, Wait, was that the website or was that what? No, it was CNN. They said the narrative of the movie oh, was sorry. sprawling, which what? you know it's like trying to do too much, and it's like, dude, there were how there were sixty seven superheroes in this movie. Like mm-hmm. I thought they did an incredible job of unifying the story and sort of bringing together groups so that they could easily kind of tell a couple of different storylines. I didn't feel like it was too busy. Like I thought you could follow everything pretty clearly. And yeah, there was a lot happening obviously, but Mm -hmm. there was one central theme and that was Thanos, Gamora, the whole story of balance and the importance of balance. And at what cost is it? Do you need to keep create balance? And it's like, well, it's a little relatable to what's going on in the world, and I guess right now, I don't know. Actually, it kind of is, which is why I think it hit home so much, because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, there are some uh, controversial leaders in the world right now, <laughs> and, you know, some it's a very hot topic, and it, you know, it just, yeah, it was very, it ran parallel to what's going on in the world today, which was just, I think, yeah, made it a little bit more... Feelsy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move to some theories. Pat, you brought up a really good theory. Um, quickly recap what just happened in the movie and then kind of outline at a high level your theory and then we can kind of see if we can break it down a little bit. Okay. So, well, pretty much, you know, it was inevitable that Thanos was going to get all six Infinity Stones. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I think that, that Doctor Strange just kind of saw that. He's just like, it's inevitable. He's going to get him. So I'm just going to give you the time stone. But, and then um, at the end of the movie, what, half of the Avengers die, mm-hmm. you know, once he, you know, activates all six. And so at the end, <clears throat> excuse me, he uh, – shoot, I'm, I'm brain farting right now. You got it. And then at the end, <laughs> um, he's, like, chilling at that, like, field – cabin place yes half okay the avengers are dead yeah half the avengers are dead he's grieving so i think in the next movie he's going to, he's going to feel bad that he killed gamora the only person he ever loved as far as we know he's going to bring her back with the time stone and then she's going to take the time stone and give it back to dr strange and then he's going to bring all the avengers back and then thanos is going to get what he deserves be screwed be now, screwed now i know liz we've talked about this um, do you think that was the scenario that Doctor Strange played out in his whatever fourteen million scenarios? Billion. Billion. I'll let you take this one, Liz. I think so Doctor Strange ran like twelve billion scenarios or whatever about how everything will pan out. 
And he said there's only one scenario in which we win. Remember, Iron Man was like, how many do we win? And he was like, one. So when Doctor Strange gave up the Time Stone, excuse me, he said, let him live. Let Iron Man live. They made a point in the beginning of the film for Doctor Strange to say to Iron Man, I won't protect you if I don't have to. Like, I, I absolutely will not. You need to know that. I won't even protect the kid. Yeah, like, I have to do right. what's in the best interest for the universe. That is his MO. Um, and I think they made a point to say that because he requested Iron Man survive. Mm-hmm. Why There was be literally no reason for him to do that other than it, Iron Man's survival was a part of the one scenario mm-hmm. that he that he saw. So I don't know, and I think that goes hand in hand with him saying, okay, he's inevitably going to get them all. And then I think you're right with Thanos' theory of being his own undoing and just somehow trying to bring Gamora back with whatever fucking stone he has. And then, yeah. you know, then it'll <laughs> pick a stone. Pick yeah. a stone, whatever. <laughs> I don't know which one you need. Combination of time and soul, who knows. But I think um, in doing that, you know, it's kind of... I think Thanos' next phase, since it's like, where does he go from here? Because he fulfilled his goal and he's grieving now, he thinks, and he's not wrong, he's the most powerful being in the world, so why can't he get everything he wants? Why can't he have it all? So he thinks, well, of course I should be able to bring Gamora back. But in yeah, doing that... it's a very good theory. I think that could be what undoes him. But that'll know? kind of, that could either like mess up with the whole time line thing like i don't know that's a whole like game of thrones ish thing like is timeline a thread do we weave in and out of it who's hodor <laughs> i don't know who is hodor but <laughs> somehow i think that'll weave its way in i agree with you though pat i think that's that has to be how it happens i don't see it's how rock else... solid yeah i mean because it's like they got to bring at least some of the avengers back and, yeah and the time stone seems to be the logical solution yeah. You know, and, and like we talked about, Liz, you know, Black Panther made so much money, they have to make a sequel, I'm sure. So, <laughs> yeah. You got you to bring him back. And Spider Man. <laughs> and yeah. Spider Man. Pretty much all the movies. But. Well, and that leads into the only people left, aside of Rocket and Michonne, Walking Dead. I feel horrible. I can't remember her name in Black Panther because she's one of my favorite characters. Um, oh, like the main. Denai Gray. She uh, probably pronounced her name wrong, her real name, but she survived. Yeah. And so did Rocket and then mm-hmm. the OG Avengers, which I think was great because that way the next movie will be like a proper Avengers movie and you won't have to worry about fitting in all these other storylines mm-hmm. um, because they're all dead now. Uh, what do you guys think about the possibility of Hela coming back from Thor Ragnarok, goddess of goddess of death? Yeah. Uh, well, I know that would be very much in line with the comics because that's why Thanos gets the Infinity Stones and kills half the population was to impress the goddess of death, right? Yeah, but it's like, did they just wipe that line that, or that, yeah, that storyline because he said he did it to cleanse the universe? Or like, does he also have like a hard-on for Hela? I mean, I would have hard-on for Hela if I were Thanos. Yeah, she has pretty gray. <laughs> Look at the chin lines on that Excuse ugly me? bastard. <laughs> what? Cheese and rice, oh, Rick. That's exactly what? what I was thinking. I mean, I'm just saying, like, he'd be punched above his weight if he got hella. Okay. That's true. That is true. It's like, dude, you are all powerful, but you're not all... But you a butterface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But his face, I believe. Is but, his yeah. Face. Yeah. But, but his face. I don't know. Is he a man? I don't know. I don't, who knows? He's a god. He's a titan. He's, He's yeah. a titan, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Hela gets into the mix, it's, it's like, I mean, it, it just already seems against all odds. I mean, if she gets in the mix and teams up with Thanos, Thor's got to be like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, like I can't damn. beat anyone. Yeah. Can we talk about Thor for a minute? That Loki scene fucking broke me, man. Oh, he got... I mean, you could oh, tell yeah. that, like, or at least that scene, and then when he was talking to Rocket, that everything that happened in Ragnarok just hit him. Like, he got emotional. Yeah. Because that was kind of one of the critiques, that it, it didn't really affect him, but everything happened so fast in that movie. It, oh, yeah. You know, it just he didn't yeah. have time to process it, and now he does, because he's lost everything. Well, and all the Asgardians dead? 
They made a point to say yeah. not all were, I think, but... Well, they's, clearly at least half. They seem to be endangered. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> like a snow leopard. Um, I also loved how Loki, uh, when he, before he was killed, you know, said, no, I am son of Odin, prince of Asgard. And you're like, oh my God. Like you knew he was going <laughs> to die. Because yeah. he like made sure to look at Thor when he said it. Like, bro, I finally like accepted, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, shit. He's totally toast. Right. Sucked. There Damn was just it, Loki. Fields. We love you. We love you. Well, it's do weird. You, do you think that the uh, the axe is going to play another part? Oh hell yeah, cuz. I really loved how the axe came together. I think it was well. It's so funny because uh, Brian, our friend, totally spoiled the fact that Peter Dinklage was not in the for movie. me. He said it to you. Uh, he said it to me, and he was like, "I think he's going to be the one that makes Stormbreaker." How the fuck do you know all this stuff? He had to Google it. He didn't just know that. I actually, maybe you don't know the Brian I know, but (laughs) (laughs) he seems to know his uh, the the details. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He knew, yeah. He predicted half the MCU stuff because it was you know derived from the comics. He's like the person that writes the terms and conditions that you just click without reading. Like he actually knows all that. But when it comes to when it comes to comics, oh yeah, definitely, (laughs) Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, okay, so who should come back, or will everyone come back? I know we kind of briefly touched on this, but do you think, like, Vision, would it make sense for him to come back now? I mean... I think Vision's kind of served his purpose. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it'd be cool for him to come back just as Jarvis. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Paul Bettany, but... Yeah. You still have your voice. You still have your voice, yeah. Well, I think... Um, one, I guess if I have one critique of Infinity War, well, it's not actually of Infinity War. I think it's of the MCU. Uh, and I know why they did it, because that's they had a story, a main story to tell. But especially after seeing Vision and Scarlet Witch in Infinity War, you're like, how the fuck are they not the most powerful Avengers? Or, like, highlighted yeah. as such. Yeah. Like, she's kind of the Jean Grey of the Avengers. Like, yeah. she's literally all-powerful. She and can destroy an Infinity Stone. Yeah. And Vision <laughs> is one. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, how? Like, how are they, like, not the most... They're like the Jay-Z and Beyonce. And, like, yeah. like every time we just kept looking at it... And it was funny because um, our friend that was with us, Noelle, she kept, like, looking over and being like, they're... And I was like, yeah, I know, it's a thing. Like, they're the most powerful, but we just don't really talk about it. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of, like, conjured and polymorphized and, like, went through this cra- I mean, it's... Yeah. Well, they had, like, the laziest, in my opinion, character development of any of, like, the characters. Yeah, yeah. They Ultron. just threw him into a they love story? They kind of deceded it a little bit. Yeah, their yeah. most significant part is, is a love story. I mean, it's... And, like, comic you know, relief... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, oh, oh, that's funny because he doesn't get that he's human because he's a robot. Ha ha. You know what I mean? It's like, that's <laughs> pretty pretty bad writing, really. And she's the angsty one. Or lazy, as you said, Pat. Yeah. Yeah, she is angsty. It's like, what? I'd be angsty, too, if I had, like, the force running through my fucking veins. And I yeah. could, like, turn it into an ether. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. We never really, like, dove into what she does, like, how she is the way she is. You just know that she can do, like, witchy cool stuff, and she wears a sweet-ass leather coat that looks like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. It, it does look like Ether, her powers. I know. I, I, I kind of think she looks like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Can we talk about that? Well, she's an Olsen twin. I know. Or, not kidding. twin, Olsen sister. <laughs> but she does kind of look like Maggie Gyllenhaal. You've said that about a lot of people, actually, lately. Yeah, maybe Maggie Gyllenhaal is one of those people that just looks like everyone. Or maybe you're obsessed with Maggie Gyllenhaal. I'm definitely not obsessed with Maggie Gyllenhaal. I'm going to go with Eric's theory here. I'm obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal, who we thought we saw at an airport. That's a little bit different. Yeah. And it wasn't him. But we really thought it was, and I kept screaming like Jake randomly to see if he'd look up, and he did not. Well, I love his work in Prince of Persia. Oh, my oh, God. Really? We're talking about that. Uh, you're welcome, you Jake. Stuck in the walls of the Pohop household. Oh, yeah. Prince of Persia. Have we told that on the podcast yet? 
I don't think probably. I'm sure it's somewhere. It's Your Christmas somewhere. vacation moment. Yeah, it's it's still I think within the uh, the drywall or wherever. Yeah, <laughs> our parents hid the video game somewhere yeah. in our house, like behind a wall, and they can't find it. But it was like that was the year it was like the game of the season. Well, you know, Jack hasn't seen the movie. I'm like, come on, have you guys? Well, Eric, you get a pass. But. <laughs> what? I know. We need to add it to like our bad. Okay, you know what we I should have watched? I think me and Marty were like really, because we saw it in theaters. Like we were. Oh, man. <laughs> That's worse than Gods of Egypt, bro. Oh, man. Dude, Prince of Persia. Gods I mean, of that, Egypt that was home. bad. But good. So that's, bad. That's, that's how Prince of Persia is. Come on. And Jake Tionel, he's a good actor. I mean, it is. Okay. It was cheesy. Oh, God. You know? But anyways, oh I can't believe we got off of it. That's actually my bad. Sorry, well, MC, that we're talking fine. about Prince of Persia. Well, I just think we should have watched Prince of Persia instead of fucking Three Ninjas when we had our movie night. Yeah. I, I don't know. Three Ninjas was politically inappropriate. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was entertaining. The political incorrectness and the really bad acting. and It's a horrible film Wait, for children. Wait, what was politically incorrect about that? Are you serious? <laughs> Literally everything. I mean, they say the R word in there, bro. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It was really yeah. bad. No wonder Disney was like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. A little cultural appropriation. and A little bit. Yeah. As in the entire film. Yeah. We'll um, have to do Prince of Persia, I think, next. Okay. Yeah. I'm down with it. that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good popcorn pay flick. Pay pay? Um, Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're on what bullet two? I don't I know, right? Um, let's Wasn't talk I supposed about, to keep us on task? Yeah, that was your job, bro. Well, we could start breaking down Captain Marvel. Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yes. All right. <laughs> Someone's chipper. I know. Okay. Um, all right. Tell us what happened in the post credit scene, just as a refresher. So, in the end, the genocide continues. And you Sadly. see, you see, Nick Fury and Robin Sherbatsky's character. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What's her name? Maria Hill Mariah, or something. Maria. Something like... Mariah. Mariah. No, Maria. it's Maria. Maria. Hill. Maria. Okay. I kept on a Robin too. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so the the genocide's continuing, and so Nick Fury's just like, oh damn, you know, and he has his little beeper out, and then you see he's calling for Captain Marvel. You see her insignia in the end in the end credit there, which I thought was clever. Yes, yeah. very clever. Um, so she is based, her movie's based in the 1990s. I believe it's 1995 or 7. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, and just a quick overview. Um, this is taken from Polygon's website because uh, I got down a whole mess of Wikipedia stuff and I just needed a nice summary. <laughs> um, Polygon's website, but then, you know, recapped on purephantom.com. Ooh. Um, so Captain Marvel of the MCU is going to be Carol Danvers, which will be played by Brie Larson. Um, she is a U.S. Air Force pilot who had her DNA mixed with uh, an alien known as Marvell, and her ability is to fly and fire energy beams from her hands. Marvell meaning M-A-R-V-E-L-L, -L, kind of Kryptonian-esque, thus mm -hmm. Marvel. Um. So she was a counterpart to the original Captain Marvel in the comics that came out in like the late 70s. He was a soldier named Marvell, a member of the alien Kree. Kree, mm -hmm. of course, um, Heard that one. is in the MCU, Ronan the Accuser, the villain from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvell was sent to spy on Earth, but he developed um, a love for the people, blah, 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 became a superhero for us. And when Carol met this Joker, they were caught in an explosion in an alien device together, and part of the DNA was merged with his, making her a human Cree hybrid, hence um, Tom Cruise, Edge of Tomorrow style. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little bit like that. Um, she protected the world, world as Ms. Marvel for many years, but then after Marvel's death, she took up his mantle and became Captain Marvel. Um, so I read somewhere else that it suggests that she is off fighting on other planets, but because Nick Fury met her in the 90s when she probably left, of course, a beeper was the thing, the device around then, which oh, is yeah. why he beeped yeah. her. And it's Good probably point. a beeper that like goes to space or something. I don't know. 
hell then, of a beeper. And then she probably comes and helps. <laughs> and yeah. Back in time, through space, whatever. And um, Adam Warlock's been like kind of teased, but it's like kind of too late to bring him in right now. So well, Adam think... Warlock, where he was teased in the end of Guardians, Guardians too. Yes. So, I guess in the comics he kind of comes in at this point. But a lot of people are suggesting that instead Carol Danvers slash Brie Larson slash Ms. Marvel is going to do so. Was Adam Warlock a good character? I thought that was a bad guy. I think he kind of flip-flops. I think he was just, he wanted Thanos gone, so he ended up like teaming up with the Avengers. Oh, God. They wouldn't introduce that in part two, would they? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a Marvel versus Adam Warlock and Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh, my God. That's well, I love the connection to the Kree. I think that's so cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. You know, because it, it seems like there's just a lot of story there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you when you learn a little bit about Ronan. And what's, do we know Thanos' connection to the Kree? Are they just like... Well, Ronan... Are they just allies or, or like Thanos like was like the head honcho of the Kree? Because he, I mean, he, he basically was, he was in charge of Ronan and Guardians for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know how he would have gotten there other than just he was like... Another Super planet powerful. he took over. Yeah. yeah. Like Gamora's people. Like he took over her planet too. Makes sense. Kind of yeah. deal. Yep. That was pretty nuts. Oh, no. That was really sad to see. Yeah. Jeez. Baby Gamora. There was an Instagram posted. Who posted it? Zoe Zaldana. Her and young Gamora mm-hmm. arguing over the chair. Um, that little girl's what Instagram is so cute too. It's run by her dad, <laughs> and that shows her like putting her makeup on and stuff. It's really cute. Oh my god! And she looks so much like exactly like what a young Zoe Zoe Saldana looks like in my head. Mm-hmm. Good casting. She's a yep. Disney alum. Oh, so, oh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. So Pat, I know this is your favorite part. We want to talk about um is Ant Man. <laughs> I know you were really, really disappointed he was not in Infinity War. Uh, I mean, I'm a Paul Rudd guy, and I thought the first Ant-Man was entertaining, you know. But, I mean, I will say, though, after seeing the trailers and just kind of seeing comments on Instagram um, from viewers that, I mean, this may be the movie we need after Infinity War because it was so dark. Yes. Yeah. Apocalyptic. Yeah. And this just looks like just like a fun movie, entertaining I think you said, Liz, it's not even... What's the timeline on so, this again? So, according to... Yeah, because we looked this up before. So, it says on Forbes, which is pretty legit. Forbes? Okay. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? Aren't they supposed oh, to be been, writing about businesses and oh, stuff? Oh, they've been recapping Walking Dead for like two years. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, Marvel's a license to print money, so <laughs> Forbes is probably... <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, ad spend goes up 3x. Yeah. <laughs> posting about Marvel. So it says, well, first let's note um, it. what's really cool about Ant-Man and the Wasp is that Evangeline Lilly is, of course, in costume as the first female MCU superhero with her name in the title. That's a fun fact. In the title? Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, the... are you kidding me? No. Oh, my God. That's messed up, man. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, Black Widow's got to be start like, are somewhere. you kidding me? I know, she's like, How are the you kidding me? She's does been she in like seven movie. movies. I, yeah. I can't with that right yeah, now. Yeah, we've gone out about this. Um, <laughs> well, I did say, quick side note, it would be really cool if she had just had like her own movie in space and was sell on like a stealth mission in space. Yeah. I or mean, something, I don't know. And we got to, like, you got to believe that she's the most likely at this point after the bullshit with Scarlet Witch. I'm blowing my nose. Keep going. <laughs> I'm Nothing. sorry. I can't hold it in anymore. Nothing's happening here. Okay. I'm sorry. 28 I have to minutes. blow my nose. Let's make a note here. We need to use the time <laughs> I stone, can't. I think. <laughs> you guys. I I'm, need another beer. It's good. Stop it's my point. allergies. Are we really stopping? Yeah. Well, we I'll just. Okay. Just a, I'm just getting a beer. Do you want a beer? Uh, yes, please. Well, go ahead and get a beer. I'm just oh. going to keep going. 28.30. This yeah. is great rapport. We don't have to edit it out. Well, I think it's cool. I didn't realize this with Michelle Pfeiffer that Michael Douglas's wife who is lost in the what do they call it the quantum the, realm the quantum realm as you can tell I was really uh, involved in in Ant-Man in Ant-Man but <laughs> um, I think that's that's I like that story it's actually getting me a little more excited yes. for this movie um agreed because it could well and as we know they're going to tie every single MCU story into the larger one right 
So I think there has to be, and maybe this is worth doing a separate podcast on. Maybe our next one is kind of looking into before, while Ant-Man is ramping up, looking more into um, what the quantum realm is and how it could possibly play into Avengers Infinity War. Because it looks like, what did they say in the Ant-Man trailer? It said something about how you can like walk through shit. So it's kind of like Doctor Strange-esque. So maybe it's like a, a wormhole or like a black hole, which of course manipulates time. Yeah, there's some time stone vibes for sure. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, at first I was just excited because I, I just wanted to see how they would connect it to, pos- to Captain Marvel or to um, Infinity War Part 2 and just kind of see it. And, and something like that could definitely tie in. Definitely. And, well, but then I was kind of confused because the person that came through in the trailer with like the weird silver not weird it's actually pretty badass silver suit that wasn't michelle pfeiffer i don't think so does she have like her own like freaking army over there and she's like kind of lost like it's like inception she's kind of like lost herself which why, they mentioned why do you think it wasn't her it didn't look like her it was like someone with like super dark hair um. and it looked she looked very young and not even like her at all well, the quantum realm can do very mysterious things. Yeah, I was wondering, like, oh. what what is the impact of the quantum realm? Because okay, then we need another podcast for sure. She might be stuck in time, you know. Oh. But Michelle Pfeiffer was cast. Well, I don't. I mean, they might they might do like a young Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, like to they've be done fair, in other movies. To be fair. Young Michelle Pfeiffer is Michelle Pfeiffer of today because I'm yeah, that that is true. Yeah, because that woman is like barely aged. Yeah, she's Um, she's done okay. Okay. She's had work done right. Yeah. Because you know she's had some done. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Yeah, I'm excited about that. There's something there with the quantum realm, and they made a point to like call that out a lot. There's something there. Mm-hmm. Do we mm-hmm. think there's going to be any uh, cameos in this film? Definitely. Like maybe get uh, mm-hmm. Captain America behind the behind the screen to talk about sex ed or something. Oh, well, we did. <laughs> like yeah. he did well, in Spider-Man. Sorry, I forgot. I went on, of course, another one of my tangents. And according to Forbes, Ant-Man and the Wasp technically takes place after Captain America Civil War, which saw Scott Lang, a.k.a. Paul Rudd, um, be a fugitive after doing the whole Avengers thing in Civil War. Okay. So we could definitely see Avengers in it. Yes. Like Falcon, maybe. They can have a rematch. Yeah. Yes. That'd be funny. Falcon yeah. could be in it. Um, anyone could be in it. Ooh, this could be good. I hope it goes uncredited. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't... And also, <laughs> since Disney bought... Did Disney buy Fox? Did that, like, happen? Or is it still I don't works? think it's finalized. Well, um... I was hoping that at the end of Infinity War, when Thanos walks out of that cabin, you know, I was hoping that it wasn't Thanos and, like, fucking Hugh Jackman was just there and he just, like, took a (laughs) sip of his fucking... And, like, he, like, started to disintegrate and then it kept, like, regenerating and disintegrating. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. he just, like, took a cigar out and he was like, God damn it. And then you're like, yes, Thanos, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. That would have been sick. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. I like where he heads at. The disintegration would have would have been a great anti-disintegration. I know. And Wolverine. Alternate ending. Yep. I'm just you know. saying. Next you better patent that list. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I really like your idea, Pat, of it, of the whole quantum realm thing. Because, well, and we have a biased opinion there because we're like super sci-fi fans and we like more of the fantastical stuff. Like Thor and all that, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it would it would just be really cool to see. Yeah, I think it's yeah it's I mean they're they're it's it's just so fascinating how they're all connected, and because I just think if this was just like a standalone film with not a lot of relevancy, I would I I just be like ah, I wouldn't be too excited, but they always I mean Marvel they do so well with connecting all the movies, so you know I'll buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> Unabashedly um, so. Yeah. Yes. Well, and we all looked at each other like, holy shit, which I loved when how um, Captain America, the first Avenger uh, villain, was the one guarding the Soul Stone. And he Dude, couldn't that get was the crazy. Soul Stone because he don't love nobody. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was awesome. I mean, no one yes. saw that coming. And when you think about the end of the first Captain America, mm-hmm. that he just gets absorbed by the Tesseract, and he gets it, he just gets shot in this portal, it almost looks like. So it's like, okay, it makes sense now that he would That's, be alive. Yes. You know, that was pretty awesome. I love that. Yeah. I was blown Took away me by, by surprise. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though Noelle thought it was Voldemort and she thought there was like a crossover going on. I, I had to, <laughs> that sounds right. I had to explain yeah. to her, you know. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. Love you, Noe. Is there anything else we need to break down? Talk about or any thoughts? Should we do like a fun ending thought? I thought it was funny serious? on uh, Instagram when they were like, people were just like posting their comments about the movie. And one of them, and at first I was like, how could you be thinking this? And said, like, yeah, like, the, the messy script, the terrible CGI, the no development of the characters. It was like, that was Justice League. Avengers, this was amazing. <laughs> I was like, I was like Ouch. Stop, stop on DC's head while they're drowning. Oh, man. I mean, damn. They've like, got a, well, you know what? They they didn't do the work. They, they didn't, didn't do the legwork. That's that's what it comes down to is, is Marvel has put in the time. I mean, hey, like, when did the Tesseract come into play? Oh, it was five movies ago in Captain America. Oh, yeah, then it shit. came into It came into pass in Thor when it was in no, the Avengers. Chambers. And in the Chambers, and, too. And in the and, Chambers. And yeah. in Avengers. Yeah. I mean, they just, they just did the work. They let it play out. And guess what? They made hundreds of millions of dollars per movie on top of that. And, and Justice good. League was just like playing catch up. Yeah, it's like if they just taken the time to tell each of those stories independently and build it, you know, where would we be in ten years? Well, I don't know. Look at Wonder Woman. Like you had the opportunity to do that with Wonder Woman. Like there were so many things you could have. When you do, excuse me, a large when you when they should have done the large Justice League movie, they could have drawn from a thousand things that were in the Wonder Woman movie that would hint at a villain you know do the aquaman movie before uh do a <laughs> movie pat fleck uh, i don't know isn't he done he looks the part he he looked done in the last movie. yeah he did yeah he did i mean i guess he <laughs> i guess if you could go through the motions getting paid millions of dollars i feel like that's what he did yeah in my opinion yeah who do you think should have been um this will be fun uh, we're, we've moved to uh, DC listeners. Just heads up. <laughs> who um, who do you think should play Batman in this? In ma- meaning, let's just for fucking forget about Justice League and B versus S. Let's just fucking forget about it. Let's B just say S. we have um, Wonder Woman, and then we have the Aquaman movie coming out, which I'm excited for. Me too. Who do you think should be Batman? Like, let's just say we're forgetting about those other ones. And what type of Batman, you know? Like, what... Should we do, like, old disgruntled Batman, which is what I think this was supposed to be, but didn't work? Garbage. We gotta... We gotta start fresh. I mean, we gotta... We gotta look at... It's gonna be hard to compare... Christian Bale? Christian Bale, Batman, to anyone else that could play that. Just because of the brooding, the... You know. Oh, God. He got out of it just in time. Or... Or should he never have... It would. I mean, it would have been cool to see him stay in it, but he. I mean, he. I feel like, you know, actors sometimes have to make a decision. Okay, do I want to play the same character for ten years? Robert Downey Jr. is like okay, like and Hugh Jackman, who's been doing it for almost twenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I just don't think he wanted to get tied up in a Warner Brothers, you know, contract. I get, and I get that because Christopher Nolan. I mean, those movies were just. There's some of my, even mixed in with. A, Marvel movies, I mean, Dark Knight's one of my favorite superhero movies, you know. What about Kit Harrington? Oh, uh, yeah. that's a s- sleeper. No, you know nothing. <laughs> He's a really good actor. I, I was I thinking mean, Jamie Lannister as well might be good. What's his name in real life? I oh, can't pronounce um, it. Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So it's like half the now. Game of Thrones cast gonna uh, audition I mean, for yeah, like Batman. shit, man. Like <laughs> why DC? not? They're not gonna have shit to do in a year, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll have their press tour and then. 
Shit. I think right now, to Eric's point, I guess if we're going to stay on DC for a minute, yeah, is they need to just, in my opinion, focus on just like the solo films. Make make a solo Man of Steel two and certainly a Wonder Woman because there's yeah. just it's such a cool story. Which they're doing. It, it was green lighted. They're doing. Which they should because I mean that's that's one of their like few successes. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. have Aquaman see how that plays out. Um, I would just focus on that for a while before you even get into a Justice League because I mean you haven't even really touched on Green Lantern much. I know. That I knew all. you were gonna bring up Green Lantern, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> No, they have to reboot it. They have to reboot yeah, it, he, and they have a, to reestablish where it fits League. in the universe. Yeah, they can't just he just can't just show up in mm-hmm. like part two or whatever. That just it just be a total DC move. Oh my god, and, dude! The way like the cyborg story played out, even even that just drove me absolutely insane. It's like talk about a sprawling narrative. They try to give all the backgrounds of all these characters, and then they have to come together. And then they have to beat this villain. And it's like they're making this, you know, chatter, this chit-chat banter. And it's like it doesn't work because you can't, you know, you can't possibly. It's like when you start dating somebody, you don't get into the really good banter until you know each other, right? So it just got deep. Yeah, that was an awkward snort. Well, getting some DC feels here. Just saying. Speaking of winning so, banner, so kind of um, like, uh, no, like like Ryan Reynolds about, and Blake about, Lively, you yeah. Know, oh God, no, we're not going there. We're not going there. But like, you look at like the Thor and Hulk banter that came out in Ragnarok. I mean, that was what six movies in the making. Yeah, true. Crazy. Well, people, it's it's funnier because people are expecting it to be funny, and they're like, ah, oh, yes, and because that's so Thor, or that's so that's so yes, cool. yeah, yeah. It's all about the yeah. Movie so good. how the characters it's develop so good. I just love how it's like. I mean, it's it's. At first, I was thinking this is like a rock opera, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many times is "Immigrant Song" by Led Zeppelin gonna play? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you the god of again? So good. That was sweet. My, I love the opening of that movie where he's in the bottom of the cage. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's just. And he's turning. He's around. talking to the skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so good. Oh, question for you guys. Yes. Um, how how do we think that like Infinity War two, part two is gonna end? Oh shit! Man. Predictions. It doesn't have to be concrete. Just something. If you got any thoughts ooh, about ooh, it. Oh oh oh! This is my Iron Man theory. Okay. I think because the MCU started with Iron Man, and because of the whole thing we discussed earlier with Doctor Strange requesting he stay alive thus implying he's essential to this one out of 12 billion scenarios of us defeating Thanos, that Iron Man uh, will cease to exist. Not meaning Robert Downey will die. And I yes, I'm calling Tony Stark Robert Downey because they are the same person. <laughs> I think that uh, if you look at Iron Man's character... you know he is defined by being Iron Man. And he does... he Not because that's just how it is it's because he does that to himself um he announced he was iron man it's a part of his whole facade and then in the beginning of infinity war when iron man is first approached by uh dr strange he's on a run with pepper and she's like well why do you need this you don't need this and she keeps pointing at it and he's like yes oh yeah yes i'm gonna be done with it soon you know i'm gonna be done with it soon and she reiterates that he doesn't need essentially iron man Mm-hmm. So, I don't know the logistics of it, but I think because the time stone clearly has to be involved at some point, and Iron Man is clearly a major factor in that, and then we have this whole time jump thing with Captain Marvel back to 1995 or 7, whenever that is, that maybe in order to save the universe, the turn of events unfolds to where Iron Man has to decide at some point, maybe in the past, that he can't be Iron Man. In mm-hmm. order for the world to be saved, and then it ends with oh, uh, Days of Future Past type ending, where he's no longer Iron Man, and the world just is safe, and there was never there were never the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I totally oh, think that's. <laughs> oh I think God. that's. I think that's on on target because it's they have now entered the realm of you know game of thrones days of future past because 
of what happened in the post credit scene of Fury sending the, the text message or page or whatever back to the 90s. I mean... Or to space. Who knows? I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been sent to space. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, obviously that's a little bit played out, you know, to some extent in terms of, like, how people have told the story already. You got the... Um, I mean, the Days of Future Past stuff was a little mind-bending, but I, you know, it was something we could wrap our arms around. Um, so, you know, I think that would be a really good ending where, you know, starts with Iron Man, ends with Iron Man. Um, also, I have a small derivation of that theory where... Um, oh, do you? Where, uh, you know, maybe it's... Maybe somehow the way the way Iron Man becomes Iron Man... Um, maybe Captain Marvel goes in the 90s and talks to Obadiah at, at Stark Industries and is actually the one that gets him to capture Tony and, you know, ultimately he's oh, the one shit. that becomes Iron Man and so it sets the whole timeline off and, you know, maybe they try to change something in there that happens. Ooh. But, you know, I what I'm thinking is, you know, maybe it's, maybe time is time is linear in the sense that you know it all connects back in the end like and you can't change it yeah so those are pretty hard to follow <laughs> <laughs> what's your theory those are Pat? really good that's like the audience is too dumb they're never gonna follow that <laughs> well, i love those i didn't even consider any of that that's amazing or he just i just it somehow has to end with I mean, clearly there's going to be some sort of happy ending, but I think it can't just be that. So maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it does end with that. And Iron Man actually, and Tony isn't, doesn't remember. He isn't the only one. He doesn't, he's not like a Wolverine, Professor X. Like he doesn't remember. And, you know, the time has just changed and we think it's over. And we're like, okay, everyone's saved. But that's kind of sad that like Iron Man never actually existed. And then, but right before it ends, all of a sudden you see the the rings of Doctor Strange, and then all of a sudden he like turns around and opens up, and he's like, "Oh my God, what is that?" And he's like, "Iron Man, we need you." And he's like, "Who the hell is Iron Man?" And then you're like, "I don't know." And then that means there'd be more movies, which I'd be happy with. So that's my my wish. <laughs> yep, I I like it. I don't know. One um, one thing I've seen online a lot is that um, there's a scene of in a forest of all the everybody running together. Yeah, that's like the it? main gif from it's the like, trailer. Yeah, but it wasn't in the movie. Yeah. So what is it? Because so, Hulk wasn't in the movie. Just just Bruce Banner. Right. Besides the beginning. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. In the on the ship. That's right. Yeah, so I I wonder the significance of that clip, if it's going to be in part two, if it was cut, if, I mean, I, I also am kind of on the fence, like, is part two just going to be purely Avengers movie with, you know, Rocket and a couple of others, or and, and then everybody, like, comes in at the end once Thanos is defeated? I don't know. I feel like the Stormbreaker axe is going to play a part. Like, maybe destroy an Infinity Stone or maybe not necessarily kill Thanos. Like, I agree with how, like, I think Iron Man is kind of going to be the be-all, end-all. But that Stormbreaker is with Thor at the helm. It's going to – there's going to be some impact with that. Yeah. It did not get enough airtime in the first Not at all. I mean, there was so much, like, build-up and with the, you know, the welding of it that – I mean, he got a good strike for sure. Yeah. Well done. But it wasn't – yeah. yeah, I agree. Especially with – Thor's new powers like Thor is a god and he has finally like realized the power wasn't his axe it was him I thought Chris Hemsworth was a god okay I mean technically but among of other things um I think that yeah that still has to be played out more like he's he's a fucking god the god of Thunder and lightning and mm-hmm. sexualness. Like, okay. something has to happen. I'm just saying. Oh, it, by now, the way, he has an eye patch. I kind of like the eye patch, though. I know, me too. I mean, I'm sure he appreciates having an eye now, but. but did can, you notice know, the two different colors? I did. Yeah. That was really a nice touch. I like that. I thought. Can we yeah. talk about how that was a direct callback to Guardians and how amazing that was? What? 
yeah, when Rocket was like, he's like, how'd you get it? And he oh, references like the, how he got the eye in Guardians. Oh, uh, oh, when did he eye, get the eye in Guardians? Because remember when he was like, or, or in Guardians 2. I think it was the, oh, it's the, the second. second. Because he was like, I'm going to need that eye. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. was like, what? He was like, I'm going to get that eye. Or no, he said that in the Guardians 1. It was the first one. It was the first one. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That? So was it Taserface's eye? <clears throat> I know it was someone else's. No, Taserface was Taserface. Taserface. No, didn't we find out who Taserface was, and we were like, yeah, "Oh my god, that's from, he's Christine, That's his boyfriend, and this is us." He's who? what? The boyfriend, and this is us. The bald guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my god, that's right. Yeah. He's not bald, is he? Balding. Oh, that's mean. You're. It's, balding and bald are not the same. Accurate, whatever. This is okay. Mean. Now you're Throwing me shade. Some... No, I'm he not. He does. He does wear a fat suit in this. I love also. that actor. Okay, moving on. Um, great theories, guys. Yeah. Anything that was else? super fun. That was fun. Uh, well, I guess I think next up we're gonna do a quantum realm podcast. I feel like that's warranted. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should explore it. For sure. I mean, there's it's just a big unknown, and it, it could pay it play a you know pivotal part in part two. That was a strong alliteration, bro. Well done. <laughs> Lots of piece. It could play, could a, play pivotal a pivotal part in part two. Could play it's a all the, part it's all part the uh, blonde ales. <laughs> there you go. This rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Well, once we troll the Reddit theories for that, we'll whip that one up for you. Um, thanks so much for joining, guys, and thanks listeners for tuning in. Make sure you check out purefandom.com for all your favorite theories we will be starting our game of thrones rewatch yeah uh i i need the release date first i think we should do it sometime after san diego comic-con because maybe something will happen around then i don't know but they'll drop something they'll drop something so uh stay tuned for that this summer make sure you check out uh one of our top podcasts Brad and Court Talk. They're amazing. They are covering all the Sci-Fi Network shows right now, and they're interviewing some of your favorite cast members from those shows. Tune in. We also have a Roswell podcast called Reimagining Roswell. Um, We'll post more frequently once the show gets picked up, but currently we've been breaking down the reboot slash reimagining on the CW, the current cast members, and some of the fun alien tidbits from the actual Roswell incident that the show could play on nerding out um and that's about it thanks so much for joining guys hey thanks for having us us. until next time capes Capes out. out